Welcome to Real Life, a show about real life, real problems, and real people. I'm Pastor Donnie, and Pastor Adam's with us today. Uh, we're going to talk today about Thanksgiving, the joys and the challenges, and how you can make your, your Thanksgiving go as easy as possible, or at least avoid some of the pitfalls. Mm. You think we can do that today, Pastor? Yeah, I was thinking more on the lines, it's, uh, it's more like... To be to be real about more like dysfunctional Thanksgiving, but isn't everything? Yeah. Every family has the dysfunctional problems. Oh yeah, we all you know. <laughs> yeah, mine probably more than others. No, <laughs> I, I, well, in in your own way, yeah. But we've all got problems. We've yeah. all got issues. Every family has usually has somebody that's crazy. I don't want to say crazy, but you know what I mean. Somebody is just off the wall, out of normal, and you know when you get everybody together, yeah. they they're just the the oddball. You know yeah. they stick out like the sore thumb. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know I I think it's doable. You know it it's almost necessary. Yeah. Um, you know because you don't want to be a you don't want to be one of those people that just avoids everything. Yeah. You know that's that's not what we were designed for either. And God put us in families. Yeah. And as dysfunctional I mean, as they are. <laughs> I mean, what did we, I was just thinking this morning. Actually, I was praying about some things, and then I got to thinking, I said, you know, Lord, wouldn't it be great if just everyone was just like me? You know? <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> no, but along that lines, though, I was praying about a situation, and, you know, wouldn't it be great if, if, if people would do just like we want them to do, and people would act just how we want, you know, if you think about that, a lot of times in the way in which we pray, or, you know, the things we get frustrated, we get frustrated because they didn't act, or whatever, and especially when we assemble around Thanksgiving, I know growing up, the challenges and things that we had in our family, you know, going to grandma's house on both sides of the family, and aunts and uncles and cousins, and all the drama that came with it, and a lot of times there was so much anxiety and that before we ever even got there, just like leading up to it, because of us wanting people to react a certain way, people to respond a certain way or, or not act a certain way. And so a lot of the things that we get irritated about, my point is that, you know, wouldn't it just be great if everyone just acted the way we wanted them to? But the reality is it's just not possible. Well, and who says you're right? Right. right. <laughs> Right. You know? <laughs> I think we'll get into some of that today. I, I remember Dr. Randy, I believe it was Dr. Randy Carlson years ago, said that yeah. expectation minus reality equals frustration. Yeah. And so, you know, we expect so many things of people um, without dealing with the reality of it. Yeah. And so that's what frustrates us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That, that's an area where I've had to, one, learn to just chill out, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. In a lot of ways, I, I sort of have a high level expectation from a lot of in a lot of areas. Okay, um, you know it's no secret. I don't avoid. It. I'm divorced. I'm divorced partly because <laughs> partly because I had a high level expectation. Okay, and nothing she ever did was enough. Oh, gotcha. Let me just be real. Yeah. But in ministry, you know, we have the terminology. We believe in excellence. Absolutely. You know, and I do believe there there is a standard of excellence when it comes to the kingdom of God, you know, church, ministry, especially those of us that are called in the ministry. But I, for me, I have to be really careful that I don't take that standard of excellence 
and cause a breeding ground of expectation that I didn't communicate. Remember, even in our last episode of Real Life, yeah. I said I suck at communication. You yeah. know, and the reality is, is it's okay to have you know expectation if it's communicated. Yeah. It's when we keep expectation to ourselves, and then it, someone doesn't do like we thought, then now suddenly we're upset whether that's in marriage or a dating relationship or with our children or family at Thanksgiving yeah and so yeah expectations <laughs> well you know our the thing is ev- not everybody's on the same wavelength as you or I or you know right. or, or that you know we're not all on the same wavelength so a lot of times we expect them it's, I don't know if you've ever read the book uh, The Five Love Languages yeah. Dr. Gary yeah. Chap you know we're expecting them to receive love or to receive whatever or to give something in a certain way when that's not their language yeah. and so the, the, we have to learn to understand that you know that's not them that's not who they are you know, and I think that helps relieve a lot of the pressure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it comes down to a place whether that's family or in the church world or yeah. the work world. You know, I know for me, and I gave the example of like you know my ex-wife and and a lot of the re- I take well I you know her and I've talked but I take all the blame because of that expectation. I had a level of expectation okay. and it was never enough. Okay, it was you know whether. Didn't matter what, I, I'll just leave it at that. I won't even go there. But um, I really believe that um, I was going to respond to the point you just made, and my mind's drawn a blank. Um, but it's real life. Yeah, I, I really believe that we have to learn whether it's it's the work world, church, family, you know, our marriages, to really love people where they are, mm-hmm. and learn to just love people through their flaws, you know. I know you said in the beginning as we were starting, you know, it's going to be about Thanksgiving. And it is because we sort of stress out pre-Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. About what Aunt so-and-so is going to do and say. You know, we, we start playing those things for our mind. Yes. Like I know for me, when we used to get together with the whole family, not just the immediate, there were people in the family I just didn't like. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you had yeah. those too. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was, you know, is the uncle this or the aunt this going to run her mouth, set the other one off, and then it's going to be an all-out brawl? Is someone else going to, is so-and-so going to make a dig about someone else? In the, you know, it's us playing that over and thinking how we're going to respond. Yeah. And so we're already losing our peace before we get there. Very you know, true, very or, true. Or, or how our mom's going to react to the other kid, you know, because you deal with, favoritism, you deal with all kinds of things like that when it comes to the family. And instead of the holidays being something that we enjoy and that to really allow it to be a blessing that it should be for us, yeah, it really becomes, you know, everything but. You know, we, we get done with Thanksgiving and we're burnt out, stressed out, exhausted. Before you get there. Yeah, as soon as we were ready to go, you know, yeah. because we've mentally exhausted. And for me, I just really believe that as Christians, you know, as believers, when we walk in with our families, whether it's an immediate family or even the workplace or even our churches, we've got to just learn to start loving people where they are in their flaws, all of those things. And so I kind of wanted us to be able to talk about that a little bit. You know, I did a, a teaching for one of the TV programs years ago on how to deal with difficult people. Yeah. You know? Uh, and it's challenging, but part of that is just 
loving people where they are. And we get so focused on what other people are doing or what they did to us that we often ignore our part in that. You know, when, okay. I, go, when I go to God to pray, do you know how many times I've gone to God about somebody that I'm ready to just, Lord, help me. Because if you don't intervene, I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know, I'll go to God and, and then it's like instantly the Holy Spirit is, well, what about you? Mm-hmm. And I, I have to really remember, uh, there, there's, a, there's a, remember the story where, in, in Scripture, where uh, they're, they're getting ready to stone the woman who committed adultery, and Jesus pauses and gets down and begins to draw in the sand. Yeah. I've heard all kinds of yeah, theology about yeah. that from it. And then Jesus pauses, he you know, scribbles in the sand, and then he says, you know, those without sin cast the first stone. I've often wondered, why would he pause like that, you know? <laughs> and I think looking at it from, from our point of view, I think he was pausing, trying to get the mind of God. Okay. Trying to get the, the heart of the Father in that moment. Yeah. Because I know how I potentially could respond, how all of us could. You know, I think he was waiting to hear from heaven, like, okay, well, how do I respond to this? Yeah. Because they're right, according to the law, Yes. this is what happens. And I think sometimes we're just so quick to respond to things and people and what they say without really pausing and considering what the heart of God is in a moment, yeah. without really considering what is my part in this. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of allowing ourselves to get all stressed out, here we are, like, what, just about a week, you know, by the time this goes out, we'll be a week or a little under, you know, of Thanksgiving. Well, people will be stressed out, not just about what they're cooking and how the house looks. And, I mean, I'm worrying about that stuff right now because <laughs> I'm, I'm hosting it at my house this year. And so... But, Did you lose your mind? <laughs> but but we'll, we'll get stressed out about, like, the reactions and how people are going to be and, you know, all of those things as well. And really, we just need to... Instead of worrying about the same people we always do or these family dynamics, the dysfunctions that we all have, we really just need to start, you know, saying, God, you know, praying for ourselves. A lot of times we'll pray and say, God, I want you to change this person. (laughs) You know, God, change, you know, their behavior, change their mouth. And yet I've had to really learn from me, you know, pastoring, being around people, trying to love difficult people. God, help me to love them more. Help me to find a way to, to love them and maintain my peace. Yeah. Before I ever even ask God to change them, no, no Lord, change me. Yeah. You know? I, years ago I was in a ministry and uh, many people would call in with prayer requests yeah. and ask us to pray because we had, we had times of prayer. And um, So anyway, this lady had called in and I knew her um, and she called in and was just bashing her husband. I mean, just bashing him. And I just, I, I, I paused. And I don't, I, I'm not necessarily saying this was the mind of the Father, but right, right, right. I, I said to her, I said, well, maybe God's trying to change you in the mm-hmm. process of all this. I said, I'll definitely pray yeah. that God will help him. But maybe God's trying to do a work in you too. Because yeah. I know many times for me, what God wants to do in me, he puts people in my life that are just like that. Yeah. You know, and I said, you know, maybe God's trying to do a work in your life and change you and teach you something through this too. Yeah. 
and she got mad at me and hung up. (laughs) But so many times, you you mentioned two words earlier, um, react and respond. Mm -hmm. So many times we react, which is a fleshly act. It's, It's out of our emotion, you know. And so many times we do that instead of pausing, hearing the heart of God in the matter, and allowing God to minister in us and through us, yeah. and responding, you know, because I know I'm quick sometimes, uh, I, I'm, I'm bad, I'm, I'm quick sometimes to react yeah. to a situation, when sometimes it, it, just that pause can, can change something, because I, I, then I can listen, mm-hmm. you know, whereas before I'm not really listening, I'm not listening yeah. to God, I'm not listening to people, right. You know, I'm just reacting to it. And so, you know, we, I, I believe that's a key, at least for me, is to just take that pause. Mm-hmm. Instead of reacting, take the pause and responding in a way that is scripturally based or is not so reactive. It's not so, you know, to the point, in their face, you know. And I'm, we're all, well, I know I am, you know. And, and listening to what God has to say or, or letting your mind, uh, the things you've been taught, because... We got people in churches or in businesses. They've been to every seminar. They've been to every whatever, every coaching thing they've had. If we would just stop and remember some of those things we've been taught, yeah, you know, it might make it go a little easier. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I was thinking about First um, Corinthians thirteen, verse five. Uh oh. In the Amplified version, it kind of reads it this way: Love always, and is ever ready to believe the best. In every person. Yes. Yeah. And I think we have like a, a we have a real dysfunctional way of even looking at love, you know. And, and right away people will say, you know, well, you don't know what they did to me. No, but I don't. Right. I don't need to know. Um, and and in the real truth of it, you know, loving people doesn't mean we stick around and and allow them to continue to you know intentionally hurt us. Sure. Wound us. That, that's Absolutely. not what love is. Yes. You know, but but listen to the, that scripture and how it says, "Love always and is ever ready to believe the best in every person." I think we have to approach situations, whether it's you know with family and the holidays, or uh, church or work or just friendships. That when we are trying to say that we love someone, then then. It can't be the focus can't be about what they did to us. Like I said earlier, we have to focus on us. Yeah, love. We really do have to believe the best in every person. Like if someone hurts me, the from in order for me to stay in a position of love, I can't approach it. Sometimes we do have to confront people or things. Sure do. But I can't approach it that they intentionally tried to wound me. And according to First Corinthians thirteen five. He says, well, I have to believe the best in every person. Yeah. So I have to believe that in well, their mind, even if it was intentional, I have to have the belief. This is how God's saying, well, you and I stay in love. I have to believe that their intent was good Yeah. for me to stay in love. Because otherwise, the moment I start thinking, oh, I just know my aunt, whatever, is, is going to say something and try to get her dig into me at dinner, the, that moment I do that... I'm already establishing that she's going to come at me with a wrong motive, yeah. with a wrong spirit, with the intent to hurt me. But the Bible says, for me, it says that love always and is ever ready to believe the best in every person. So he's saying that our heart has to believe that 
they're 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 approaching us or coming the, the best that they basically they didn't mean it the way that it came across and and a lot of the disputes and things I've experienced in life usually is a miscommunication yes. or is being interpreted the wrong way and a lot of times I'll interpret things the wrong way because of what I've already rehearsed in my mind that will happen you know or what I've already rehearsed my response is going to be if sister so and so says whatever to me right. oh I'll get her you know yes and so but the Bible says that's really important that it's always love always and is ever ready to believe the best in every person I think we have to really just begin there yeah you know, as we approach, whether it's Thanksgiving dinner or an issue in our family or a marriage, that we have to believe the best in every person. Not, not come from a belief that they're out to get us, that, that, that certain people are just out to, you know, as evil as some people are, you know, <laughs> as, 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 as difficult as some people can be, I don't believe anyone wakes up in the morning and thinks, oh, I'm just out to ruin Adam's day. You're right. You know, You're right. Or I just don't, that's just not, you know, what I believe. I have to believe, according to the word, the best in every yeah. person. And if I, and if I t- make, take that opportunity um, to just believe it that way, it allows me to, to operate and respond then from a position of love easier than if I'm thinking they have an agenda it's, it's different than that. True. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, you're saying that, you know, if we go into it already rehearsing and already expecting, we've already judged the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so when we, when we go in prejudging or prejudiced yeah. to it, then we're going to hear what they say in that already prejudged yeah. motion. You know, whether the, and see, then we there's that's the miscommunication. They may not have even said it. They may have, or they may not have said it that way. But we've already judged in our heart that they're going to, and so our heart is already ready to go after them yeah. or to you know our, our heart is already ready to. We hate them at that yeah. point. Not maybe not that hate's a strong word, but we've already judged them yeah. that they're going to hurt. So we put up those walls. We put up those things that try to protect us at that point. Mm-hmm. That's not love. Right. You know, when we go into it already ex- expecting to believe the best in them, yeah. that changes the whole dynamic of the situation. Right. You know, and, and it may still happen, but our heart is different. Our heart is already yeah. coming in, already changed, and already, you know, well, if they do, oh well. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying we have to. We have to like pour out our love and you know say, oh, they're just the best person ever. Yeah. No, but that, but in in that, we're we're going in saying, I love them already. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had a situation years ago with my mother, and we had had my growing up. Me and my mom just constantly had had problems, and we had had an issue one day, and I actually said to my mom, I hate you, mm-hmm. and I meant it. Yeah, and it, it, as soon as I said it, I knew there was a problem mm-hmm. in me, right. not in her, in me, and I allowed God to speak to me through that, and I, I was outside, and I walked back in, and I remember walking up to her, and I said, Mom, I don't know why we've had these issues, 
as long as I could remember. I, I don't know why we've just constantly been in a conflict and a battle. Mm-hmm. I said, but from this moment, I choose to love you. I choose that. Whether you ever love me back, whether you ever we ever see eye to eye on anything, yeah. I choose to love you. And you know, it changed our relationship. Mm. I'm not perfect, neither is she, but I can say now, at this point in my life, I love my mother and, yeah. and believe it. Yeah. And my mom calls me when she has a problem. I've got four other siblings. She yeah. calls me. Now, not that she doesn't talk to the other ones, but she calls me when she has a situation. Yeah. And so it was because I, I saw something in me that it was me. It wasn't her. I mean, she may have had her problems, but it was, it was me. Yeah. And once I made that choice that I'm going to love regardless, yeah. it changed everything. Yeah. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. I'm very thankful for that. I love my mother. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because it, we have to take responsibility yes. for us. And I think a lot of times we're, we want to put responsibility or even blame on other people, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's our family at Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. We're looking to put that responsibility somewhere else. And it, it, we have to be able to take responsibility for ourselves. You know, the, the Bible doesn't say that that we're gonna we're to, we're to love those who are lovable. <laughs> on the know? contrary. Oh, if it did, wouldn't that be great, right? <laughs> yeah. But no, it, on the it contrary. doesn't say that. And I was thinking, you know, how we often preach about the anointing of God, the power of God, you know, all of these things that you know, we have access to. You know, we, we like to in our churches we like to talk about and preach about, it, and the church will get excited and clap and shout when we start preaching on the the power of God. The anointing of God. That's mm-hmm. all great. But see, I don't need the anointing and the power of God for the easy things. <laughs> I need the anointing and the power of God for the hard things, for, for loving hard people mm-hmm. that are difficult to love. That's when you so need there's it. sometimes we just have to be able to just be real enough with God. Instead of us uh, husbands saying, God, please change my wife. No, 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 no. You know, Lord, Lord I thank you that for your anointing today that's going to help me, you know, love my spouse better. Yeah. And I, you know, I thank you for the power of God that's going to help me keep my mouth shut. Mm. You know, um, you know, all of those. We have to really start realizing that the anointing and the power of God and all of His mercy, His grace, all of these things. It's it's not just for the big miracle moments, but it's for everyday living. Yes. You know, the things that are robbing us of our peace. So I just refuse as we start approaching Thanksgiving. I'm not gonna predetermine how things are going to work out or who's going to say what to tick me off or, <laughs> you know, who's going to be the blow up this year in the family. You know, you know, my kids are coming in, you know, I'll have my sister and her husband and my mom and her boyfriend and my dad and his girl, you know, like it's going to be a thing, you know. And so our family looks so different than it used to and divorces and marriages and, you know, all yeah. of those things. And, my kids are grown, and now I have a grandson that'll be there, you know? And so there's so many different dynamics. But I have to be able to go into it and, and with, for myself with the right attitude and, and, and say, God, you know, I, I thank you for your, for your anointing. I thank you for your power, you know? Not just your, your power to, and your anointing that breaks the, or destroys every yoke. You know, and we like to use that, but it's for everyday living. That God, that this is going to be a Thanksgiving of peace, yeah, and joy, 
and that that my focus is going to be on the people that you've put into my life. That God, I'm not going to see the problems that they cause for me. I'm not going to see the the issues that they bring. But God, I thank you. You're going to help me to see the best in every person. And that God, I'm gonna and I'm gonna love them. You know. Um, and, and sometimes just even praying that Lord help me to see the best in them. Yeah, you know, because yeah. we it's quick to see, you know, the worst. You know, how, how's the Bible say? I think the Amplified version says, you know, be careful that that you're not trying to pick the splinter out of someone else's eye when you have a telephone pole in your own. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's the truth. Some so many times we have to take responsibility for our part. We need to just approach, whether it's Thanksgiving or whatever it is we're enduring or relationship or whatever, and just say, God, I thank you that I'm going to see the best in this person, that you know, I'm going to forget those things that, that have happened and, and work to really see the best so that we can yeah. stay and operate in a position of love. Yes, yes. You know, which I think is important. You mentioned earlier about blended families, about, you know, there's very few families that I know of that don't have, that that doesn't touch. Yeah. Very few. There are some. But the thing is, whether you have a blended family with, you know, and whether it's in-laws or outlaws or, you know, what, even if you've got what's, what looks to be the perfect family and you don't have that, you still have problems. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I'll say this. I have, I have a brother that I would prefer not to be around most of the time. I love him, I, and I would do anything in the world for him. But he had asked me, he had asked me a while back if I wanted to take a trip with him, like a six-hour trip. I'm like, absolutely not, right. you know? <laughs> and he's my brother. He's not a blended, blended, he's my brother. But, so it doesn't matter whether you have a blended family or not. It doesn't matter what the dynamic is. I believe God is more powerful than any of those variables. Right. You know, regardless of what you're facing coming coming up with Thanksgiving or into the holidays, holidays are stressful for a lot of yeah. people for many reasons. But regardless of that, we have to come into the situation expecting, expecting yeah. the good. Yeah. You know, and will it always be perfect? No. But think of the think of the good that's going to happen even with all those. Think of the joy of being together, and you know, being able to to fellowship to to be around family and stuff yeah. that's a good thing yeah. even if it isn't going to be a perfect day right. what what's a perfect day anymore right. you know there's such thing as a perfect day because this is real life yeah. we're going to have issues regardless so we have to go into it believing the best yeah and believing for it because i think that we i think that god places people into our lives and there, there's fruit in every relationship, you know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we get so focused on only what's wrong with a, a person or a situation or that family member. And I think that's a real way that the enemy causes us to, to miss out on the benefits or the fruit of that relationship, the blessing that that person's supposed to be. Every relationship, whether it's a sister, brother, mother, father, step, you know, sister has relationships in different dynamics and personalities and all of those yes. things. But I have, you, we have to really look and see, you know, what, what, is, what is the benefit of this relationship? And by going into it with that right attitude, you know, to allow ourselves to really receive the blessing of that person, you know, 
Yeah. Um, one of the things that I jotted down is not just Lord help me to have to to believe the best in this person, but for that that too we have to pray for ourselves to have the proper attitude before ever praying for them to change. I, I have to go in having just the right attitude, you know, about uh, people and and realizing that you know they're they're here to be a blessing in my life and I'm here to be a blessing to them theirs, and 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 initially just going in with the, with the right attitude you know praying god help me to see my faults and not theirs oh ouch you know god help me that 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 i i, I don't want to sit down at thanksgiving dinner and I, i'm not going to host all of my family and then rehearse in the week leading up to this you know all the things that are wrong with them yeah you know and and get my my fuse lit already you know <laughs> to go off mm-hmm um, that that by by doing that by by praying and saying God help me to see my faults and not theirs, I'm already establishing and, and having God work on humility in my life. Okay. You because know, we you know how we always have the need to be right. I uh-huh. mean, you know, yes. I do. Yes. You know, or just I'm. I should always be right. Nobody wants to be wrong. You <laughs> no. know? And and yet by doing that and by having the audacity to pray that, so many times we'll pray. You know, prayer requests we get are people saying, you need to pray for my husband because he's driving me nuts. You know, and right away, they're wanting me to pray. God changed them. And I've told people, I, I've told a lady that works closely with us, I said, no, I won't pray that, but I will pray that God changes you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, be, be, because not that the other person isn't a problem or doesn't have issues, but it's, it's God changed me first, you know. And so by us saying, God help me to see my faults, and not theirs, it, it allows me to start establishing a, a life of humility in my life and start seeing people with grace. Mm. Yeah. You know, start seeing, and I, I said earlier that a lot of times people say, well, you don't know what they did to me. No, I don't. But people will say, well, I, I'm, I'm justified the way that I feel. I hear that often. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because of what they did. No, you're not. Because the only way we were ever justified is by and through the blood of Jesus. Exactly. So it doesn't matter what they did. Uh, we're only justified through the blood of Jesus. And so yeah, um, I think we have to get to a place where we do ourselves a favor. Forget the other person just for a moment. And we have to get to a place where we do ourselves a favor and we forgive them. You know, we really... It's a hard word. So that we're able to have peace. You know, I don't forgive people for them. You know, there's been things I haven't wanted to forgive. Actually, there's been a lot of things I haven't wanted to forgive. (laughs) um, That I've held on to and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I don't forgive them for them. I forgive them for my own peace so that I can sleep at night. So that I can stop rehearsing the stuff over my mind. So that I stop causing other people that come into my life pay the price for what some other moron did. You know, that's sort of how I feel about it. And I realized that. I started seeing in my life where it was new people coming into my life. That was paying the price for what people who had exited my life had done. And so I realized I hadn't left that go. I hadn't forgiven. And so for my own peace... And prosperity of other relationships. I had to 
forgive. Yeah. And so I just kind of encourage us that whatever things has happened that stress us out and cause us to not want to even be around family, you know, get to a place where you can, you know, say, Lord, help me to believe the best in them. You know, two, God, help me to, to see my responsibility in the problem and not theirs. And then, and then just three, do yourself a favor and just forgive them. Yeah. For your own peace. For your own. I heard this years ago, unforgiveness and bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting someone else to die. Yeah. You drinking the poison. Because what all, it's not bothering them whether you like them or not. Yeah. It's bothering you. It's robbing you of your peace, your sleep, your joy. You know, It's robbing you. And so, you know, that's, we have to get to that place of understanding that it's not hurting them, it's hurting me more. Yeah. You know, I, I remember as a kid, you know, get a spanking and you know, your parents say, is this hurting me more than it is you? I'm like, at the moment, you're like, no, it's not. <laughs> but really, you know, when you, when you approach it with that kind of love, it really does hurt that person, mm -hmm. you know. And so we have to learn to, just for, for your own peace, your own peace of mind, yeah. you have to learn to forgive. Yeah. You know, because if not, you know, I've heard people say, oh, they hurt me. And I even, I have a bullet with their name on it. Mm -hmm. You know, and these are Christian people, yeah. you know, let alone the world. I mean, we've got so many problems in the world right now. You know, people, one little thing sparks them. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's why we have so many school shootings and, you know, mall shootings. all Because someone forgot to learn how to forgive. Mm -hmm. And it affects their mind, yeah. you know. And so we just have to learn that. We have to learn to forgive for our own peace of mind because it's not hurting anyone else but ourselves. Right. Even the Bible says that the world will know us by the way that we love. Yes. And I think one of the missed messages that you don't really hear preached about is, is loving people. You know, you don't really hear a lot about, you, you hear preachers preach about you know, how God loves us. Mm-hmm, true. You know, but, but in turn, us... It says the world will know that will they'll be able to have uh, influence and be able to see that we are followers of Christ by the way that we love. So if we just for a moment would consider the people that we have influence with, do they really know that we're a follower of Christ if all they see is the way that we love? Yeah, yeah. If they really, you know, I think uh, consider that. I I said to God once, you know, when I was praying about. A situation and knew I needed to forgive and I remember just in my frustration saying God I really don't want to mm-hmm been there I've been there I really don't want to and it was just like instantaneously I heard the Lord say where did you ever see in my word that I needed you to want to <laughs> oh yeah like think about that he calls us to love and he calls us to forgive never in there does he say that you and I have to want to Truth. What it comes down to is that I have to want to obey God more than either, you know, uh, holding people, holding unforgiveness or loving people, all those things. It comes down to I need to obey God more. I have to love God enough that I want to obey Him. So when He says forgive others, so when people say, oh, you don't know what they did to me, well, do you want to obey God or not? Yeah. And so we, we, we have to get to a point where we can just move on past it. It doesn't mean that I have to give them the regular same access to my life. It doesn't mean they get True. to know all those details that they used to know. It doesn't mean that 
uh, we're still best of friends and you know whatever sometimes that changes but meaning uh, I'm able to forgive and move on enough that that I'm gonna do what God has asked me to do you know I, I'm gonna release it so I can have peace so that we can move on in life and I'm gonna do my very best to believe the best in this person yeah whoever they are whoever yeah you know scripture tells us to there uh, what the Lord requires of us is to do justly and love mercy and to walk humbly with our God, mm -hmm. you know? And so uh, that love mercy is, is, is a tough place, yeah. you know? Uh, that's a place where even when they did hurt you, yeah. and, and it happens, but even when they did hurt you, you forgive yeah. because we love mercy. Yeah. Because, you know, whether a person is in church or not, we have all been shown mercy. You know, how many people at a job have deserved, been deserved to be fired, yeah. but something happened and you got mercy and you were given another chance? You know, uh, how many people have, have been in jail or c close to being in jail and yet God has, God's mercy, whether, you know, whether you even know about God or not, yeah. God's mercy is, is there through so many, so many situations. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, we're required. That's what he says. What does the Lord require of you? Right. He says, I require you to love mercy. And so whether, you know, whether it's in a job or, like I said, it could be a, a drug addict. or what, And I'm not saying we excuse the behavior because there are, there are consequences. You know, so we sow what we reap, what we sow. Yeah. Um, but in that, our part, regardless of what they've done, is to love mercy mm. and to forgive them. And that's not, like you said earlier, that's not saying we still give them the same access or, you know, the same permissions to do things in our life. But, but still our heart has to be to a place where, I, yes, they hurt me, but you know what? I forgive them, and I'm going to continue with my life in peace and, and happiness. Mm. You know, yeah. I have to do that. Yeah. I can't be caught up. I was, I was telling my church um, last week, I can't be caught up in drama. Mm -hmm. I hate drama because to me drama is chaos. Yeah. You know, I was telling someone, they asked me how I was doing, I said, I'm okay. And they're like, You're you're just okay. You're just okay. And I was like, What else do you expect me to be? I can't life's a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. It's gonna have the bad times and the good times. You know, you're gonna have the times when, you know, you're just like at Thanksgiving dinner, you know, that things may not go right. Yeah. You know? And then you're gonna have times when everything's going perfectly. But as Mark Lowry says, his favorite scripture was, it came to pass. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're dealing with today, it's going to change tomorrow. Yeah. You know? And so we have to learn to live on that stable place. Yeah. We have to learn to live, not be controlled or, or moved by our emotions, yeah. by how good or bad the day is. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm there because I'm on the rock. Yeah. You know? And I, I just... I wish people could see that, and I'm not perfect at it by no means, but I want to be to a place where no matter what's happening, I want to be stable. Mm -hmm. I want to be good. You know, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, bad things are going to happen, but you know what? I know in whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him until that day. Mm -hmm. I'm good, yeah. you know? <laughs> So, so we've been talking about the problems of, of Thanksgiving, holidays, people. Um, what if you've got all this set in your mind? We've, you've 
they've done all these things. They've they've got peace. They're they're they you know they're believing for the best and loving people and you know and they get into that situation, say during the day, you know, after you, a lot of things happen after you eat, if you don't fall asleep, but um, what if something does happen? What do we do? You mean that, that test your, your love? Yes. All the things that we've... Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think we have to, you know, first keep in mind, do the, respond to how Jesus did when they approached him with the woman who committed adultery. Just pause. And sometimes, again, Reflect on the things we've covered. Try to really see the best in all people. But realize that uh, realize that oftentimes we think that we know everything about someone and, and why they are the way that they are, but we really often don't. Yeah. It's sometimes we have to just be humble enough to do nothing. Sometimes we have to be humble enough to just hear it, receive it, you know, I don't respond to a lot of things, but sometimes I, my flesh wants to, you know, I, because there are, some people are the way they are, or are struggling with whatever it is they're struggling with, because there are things about them that we do not know. Very true. You know, they're, they're loud and obnoxious because of a trauma that, that happened. Or they're, they're the one that always needs the intention in the room, but yet you don't realize that probably there was a sexual abuse in their life that Many causes times. them to be needy and needing this attention. Yeah. And these are things that happen in people's lives that from a, from a pastoral standpoint, you counsel people long enough, you really begin to see and realize that there are behaviors and characteristics that stand out. And so just in our family sometimes, those are things that we may never know. Yeah. True. You know, there, there, there's issues like that in our, in our churches, in our families, that we don't talk about. And we have to realize that sometimes we just don't know everything. And that there's a reason, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, that they're, they're acting that way. That they, that they feel the need to attack you in the way that they are. That's why I said earlier, you know, that, that, that Lord help me to believe the best in them. Because I have to be able to focus on something other than what's wrong with them. Mm. And, and part of that is that other step was, Lord, help me to see what's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. You know, because if I'm focusing on what is going on with me and my responsibility, so even if they do something that seems intentional or that what they always do to get under our skin, my, the only thing I really can do is, okay, what is my responsibility? Yeah. Rather than to feed into that or... or do anything that will you know, throw gasoline on the fire. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing I can do is, okay, what is, what is my responsibility here? To not react like I usually do. To not say something like clever. I'm, and I can be clever and sarcastic and, and, <laughs> and act like the best of it. But to just hold my tongue and realize that maybe is the best response. You know, why do we want to lash out with our tongue and wound somebody who is already clearly wounded yes. and lashing out because of that and so I need to just love them and sometimes loving is saying nothing absolutely you know sometimes loving is just listening you know fine you know if, if it makes you feel better to be me to be your punching bag for a moment or you think that I am just sit here and say nothing I'm gonna smile at you you know and then God you and I is gonna talk later you know what I mean <laughs> Um, 
I think I think sometimes we, we, we get caught up in that we somehow have to do something, say something, we get caught up in the, the need to defend ourselves, uh-huh. you know, and all of those things, and yet, I, I, sometimes I just need to let God take care of those things, um, and realize that, that sometimes the best thing I can do is just to do nothing, Yeah. at least in that moment. Some things do require a response. Yeah, Some things absolutely. do. But many things, many things can be... Uh, diverted you know can be can be you know if you respond or if you react to someone else's then they're just going to react back and just go it's just a battle back and forth and back and forth so sometimes you're right it's best just to say nothing or don't react to it and take it up with god later yeah because for me just good conflict resolution for me to follow is there's sometimes you know, you can be in a group of people or with your family and someone says something that's just like, you know, it may hurt you. It may, and my response in my flesh is, I'm going to dig back at you. Yes. Yeah. And and I've done that, but I've learned that for me to really get resolution, usually it's best for me to say nothing, do nothing, not roll my eyes, not, you know, none of those things. Oh, and then I just wait. And then when I get that moment, it's, it's just interesting that God will create a moment where you have just a one-on-one. Yeah. And you can pull them to the side and you say, you know, I love you. And I don't know what has been wrong. I don't know if or what I ever did. But you know, God will give you that moment where you are able to talk, be honest, be transparent, and then just say, hey, that's really unacceptable. You don't have to put me on blast like that. You know, I forgive you, but whatever this is, you know, let's work on it. Yeah. You know, rather than you never get an opportunity to be able to deal and address issues if you're going to attack someone in return for them attacking you. It's just we have to really be attentive and even have a discernment about how to sometimes respond to people. You know, you don't respond to every attack with an attack. Exactly. You know, I mean, look at our, our nation. Sometimes someone will, will, will bomb or do something, you know, catastrophic, you know, a terrorist attack. And yet not every attack like that is met with the same force. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's met with something more diplomatic or sanctions or, you know, any of those things. And I think as Christians and just people in general, someone will say something on social media and our first response is, I'm going to fire back. And oh, you yeah. something to be the dig. I mean, you're not five. Right. I just want to say, like, all the Christians on social media, grow up. Yeah, agreed. Grow up. And sometimes I'll comment that stuff. Like, would you grow up? You know, because it's just like, really? We're like five-year-old kindergarten kids. And we don't. Sometimes we just have to do nothing and just be discerning and let the Holy Ghost, the Bible, Jesus said, I needs must go. Yeah. So that another can come, who is the comforter. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us and comfort us. That's what he does. Bring a healing and to nurture our relationships. Stop trying to be the the attacker and the warrior in your family and the one who's getting justification and the one who's, you know, you know, going to do it all. And sometimes we just have to 
get to a place where we're just going to let God be God. That's why those two, three things that I mentioned, it's about us not focusing on them, but us focusing on us. What that does is it creates room for the Holy Spirit. It does. If I'm focusing on me, it provides an opportunity for His voice to speak to me and for me to be able to look at people with mercy. You know, for me to be able to say, you know, same grace that God gave me, I, I need to be able to shed, you know, provide to them. Yes. Um, the same forgiveness, you know, all of those things. You know, do, do we deserve the love of God? Do we deserve the, the love that Jesus no. has shed? No. But yet he loves us unconditionally. Think about that, that Jesus loves us unconditionally even when we were in sin. And yet he's calling you and I to love with yeah. a radical kind of love where you and I could love people in their worst of times. Yeah. I think we have to get to a place where we're, we've got to say, God, help me love people, you know, as Christians and our families. I mean, what good is it? Like, think about it this way. Our church does all this outreach, you know, we feed thousands of people every month and our clothing bank. What good is all that outreach and all that outward expression of love? But I believe it is. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I believe that we're committed as a church that we love our community, we love our city. People know that, people thank us for what we're doing. But what good is that if I can't even love my own family? Hmm. True. What good is it if I can put clothes on a drug addict or, you know, you know, the thieves or the people who are shooting up our neighborhood? What good is it if we're providing food and clothing them, but yet I can't even find it in my heart to, to love my own family and where they are? You know, our greatest mission field is right there. And I think that's an area where the enemy has robbed us of our joy and our peace and our our. our just a blessing of who they're supposed to be because we've been so focused on what's wrong with them. But no, it's not what's wrong with them. God, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Change me. Yeah, change me. God, why is it that I'm able to love these strangers and clothe them and feed them and yet I, I, I can't even love my children or my mother or my father or my brother? You know, why is it that they annoy me but yet, you know, I can much more easily love the people in this neighborhood, you know? Mm -hmm. Your, our families are meant to be a blessing to us. They're, 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 they're meant to be a, a partner yes. with us, to work with us. And we've got to stop allowing the enemy to rob us of the people and the relationships that are close to us that God has meant to be a blessing to us. Yeah. That's why we, we need to say, God, help me to see what's wrong with me and not them. You know? And really just start focusing so that we can shift our focus and demonstrate the love of God and who He is with those that are closest to us. Uh, it's no good if we're going to rescue this neighborhood and my family goes to hell. Yeah. I failed as a minister. Yeah. Failed. Yeah. If I can't show the love of God to the people who I'm going to sit down and have Thanksgiving dinner with or Christmas dinner with or celebrate, God help me to love them. So show me what's wrong with me. Yeah. I did uh, a series on prayer uh, about a year ago. And uh, one of the things that just really uh, 
really spoke to me. So many people use the statement that prayer changes things. Um, but I firmly believe that prayer changes me. Yes, it does. And that's where we need to be. We need to be the place of, of, of allowing God to change us through it all. Yeah. You know, because, you know, we're not perfect and neither is any of our family. Neither is anybody else around us. Yeah. None of us are. So in the midst of all that, instead of judging someone else, God, change me. Change me. And, and so, that's not popular. Uh, oh, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, no, that's not. You know, popular messages that you hear people preaching about and all of those things because we like to have this idea, you know, and, and let's just face it. I think we have twisted the gospel and the truth of the message of Jesus Christ to be easier to hear. Mm -hmm. We have. In such a way. And, and all of us, you know, I, I'll admit there's probably been times I have done that. But that we have to start taking responsibility for us. It is so much easier for me to believe and blame everybody else. Yeah. But the reality is, is you know, sometimes there's a common denominator in my life and my problems, and guess what? It's me. Yeah. And that's not easy true. to embrace. But, you know, there's I know people that spend thousands of dollars on therapy, and they've been in it for years, and they're in it because I, I'm thinking of a couple right now I've pastored them. They've left. They've come back and I've pastored them. They've left. They've come back. And you know what? They have went to, you know, psychiatrists and psychologists and pastors and they've had hands laid on them. They went to deliverance and they've, they've been through every possible thing they know. And you know what? They're still the same. Mm -hmm. And the reason they're still the same is because the last time I spoke with them and the reason they're still the same she said, why am I still battling with this? I said, because you still refuse to change. You still refuse to acknowledge that the one thing that you have the ability to change, you won't, and that's you. Yeah. Yeah. All of us have that responsibility. Sadly, I can't make anyone else change. Wouldn't it be great if we could? Yes. Like, no. you know, but even if I pray, but we've done this thing in the church and even in our prayer time where we're like, God changed them, God changed this, God changed this, God... God healed this, God delivered me from that, you know, we're, we just, we pray and we sort of leave it all up to God, but there is a responsibility there is. in so many things, like, I, I'll pray, God heal my body, but there's also, I realize that sometimes part of that healing is me saying, okay, what can I do yeah. to aid that healing, but that also is emotionally, it's with my relationships, that we possess a responsibility, so God, start with me, God, if there's change that needs to be done, don't start with them, start with me, yeah, amen. Yeah. Amen. Oh, Lord, I could start preaching now because, <laughs> you know, we, we talk about the pruning process, and, and it's in the Word. Was it John 15? Mm -hmm. The vine. And we want, we want you know, uh, think about that scripture. I am the vine, he is the branches. What's the difference between the vine and the branch? No, he's the vine, I'm the branch. Right, right. Yeah. He, he's the vine, right. But what's the difference? It, 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 it's meant, that scripture is meant that we are intertwined, one in the same. Yeah. And so if that is true, then we have got to begin to love like he loves. If we're connected to the vine, what he has is connected to us. Right. It's, it is part right. of us. Right. Yeah. Which means I have to start loving like he loves. Yeah. Embracing, accepting, forgiving. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, see, we'll get into too much. We'll start <laughs> the vine and the branch. Just too much. But, um, too, too much. But, no matter how dysfunctional our Thanksgiving can be, or how whatever issues may arise, 
the one thing that we can control is our response. Yes. Our love, our forgiveness. And we can watch what God can do with that. If we allow him, yeah. yes. Yeah. If we allow him to work through us. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Well, it's been a great day, Pastor. Um, I yes. just enjoy it. Um, and to all of our friends that are listening, we, we really do pray that you have a blessed Thanksgiving. Yeah. And we pray that, that you know, you just, uh, you, you have a good time with your family, regardless of the dysfunction. Yeah. That it is a day that is full of blessing, yeah. um, full of thankfulness for what God has already given you. You know, focus on the good things God has done instead of on the bad things we have done yeah. and others have done. And so um, we just, we appreciate everyone listening. Uh, remember that it, even though it's through the holidays that our online prayer center is open, yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you can go there at freshfirechurch.net and uh, you can you know, bring your requests there. And we do pray over those. Yes. We do. And a lot of people here pray. A lot of people in the office um, pray over these requests. And so uh, we're just thankful for what God has blessed us with, uh, whether it be family, friends, uh, you know, how many of us are sitting, uh, you know, we're, we're not sleeping in our cars, mm -hmm. you know, we're not sleeping on the streets, you know, we're not, uh, you know, we, God's blessed us with so many things. Yeah. You know, I look around and I see homeless people, you know, people living in their cars and stuff. Yeah. And I'm thankful for what God has blessed me with. Amen. And that's what we need to focus on. Amen. You know, so thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Happy Thanksgiving to yes. you. Yes. I thank you and to you. Thank you.